Uniformity with God's Will by St. Alphonsus de Liguori Continuing Chapter 2 Uniformity in All Things It is related that two martyrs, being put to the torture by having their bodies raked with iron hooks and burnt with flaming torches, kept repeating, Work thy will upon us, O Lord. Arrived at the place of execution, they exclaimed, Eternal God, be thou blessed in that thy will has been entirely accomplished in us. Caesarius offers this incident in the life of a certain monk. Externally, his religious observance was the same as that of the other monks, but he had attained such sanctity that the mere touch of his garments healed the sick. Marveling at these deeds, since his life was no more exemplary than the lives of the other monks, the superior asked him one day what was the cause of these miracles. He replied that he too was mystified and was at a loss how to account for such happenings. What devotions do you practice? asked the abbot. He answered that there was little or nothing special that he did beyond making a great deal of willing only what God willed and that God had given him the grace of abandoning his will totally to the will of God. Prosperity does not lift me up, nor adversity cast me down, added the monk. I direct all my prayers to the end that God's will may be done fully in me and by me. That raid that our enemies made against the monastery the other day, in which our stores were plundered, our granaries put to the torch, and our cattle driven off, did not this misfortune cause you any resentment, queried the, the abbot? No, father, came the reply. On the contrary, I returned thanks to God, as is my custom in such circumstances, fully persuaded that God does all things, or permits all that happens, for His glory and our greater good. Thus I am always at peace, no matter what happens. Seeing such uniformity with the will of God, the abbot no longer wondered why the monk worked so many miracles. Chapter 3 Happiness Deriving from Perfect Uniformity Acting according to this pattern, one not only becomes holy, but also enjoys perpetual serenity in this life. Alphonsus the Great, King of Aragon, being asked one day whom he considered the happiest person in the world, answered, He who abandons himself to the will of God and accepts all things, prosperous and adverse, as coming from his hands. To those that love God, all things work together unto good. Those who love God are always happy, because their whole happiness is to fulfill, even in adversity, the will of God. Afflictions do not mar their serenity, because by accepting misfortune, they know they give pleasure to their beloved Lord. Whatever shall befall the just man, it shall not make him sad. Indeed, what can be more satisfactory to a person than to experience the fulfillment of all his desires? This is the happy lot of the man who wills only what God wills, because everything that happens, save sin, happens through the will of God. There is a story in the lives of the fathers about a farmer whose crops were more plentiful than those of his neighbors. On being asked how this happened with such unvarying regularity, he said he was not surprised because he always had the kind of weather he wanted. He was asked to explain. He said, It is so because I want whatever kind of weather God wants. 
and because I do, he gives me the harvest I want. If souls resigned to God's will are humiliated, says Salvin, they want to be humiliated. If they are poor, they want to be poor. In short, whatever happens is acceptable to them. Hence they are truly at peace in this life. In cold and heat, in rain and wind, the soul united to God says, I want it to be warm, cold, windy, to rain, because God wills it. This is the beautiful freedom of the sons of God, and it is worth vastly more than all the kingdoms in the world. This is the abiding peace, which in the experience of the saints surpasseth all understanding. It surpasses all pleasures rising from gratification of the senses, from social gatherings, banquets, and other worldly amusements. Vain and deceiving as they are, they captivate the senses for the time being, but bring no lasting contentment. Rather, they afflict man in the depth of his soul, where alone true peace can reside. Solomon, who tasted to satiety all the pleasures of the world and found them bitter, voiced his disillusionment thus, but this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. A fool, says the Holy Spirit, is changed as the moon, but a holy man continueth in wisdom as the sun. The fool, that is the sinner, is as changeable as the moon, which today waxes and tomorrow wanes. Today he laughs, tomorrow he cries. Today he is meek as a lamb, tomorrow cross as a bear. Why? because his peace of mind depends on the prosperity or the adversity he meets. He changes with the changes in the things that happen to him. The just man is like the sun, constant in his serenity, no matter what betides him. His calmness of soul is founded on his union with the will of God. Hence he enjoys unruffled peace. This is the peace promised by the angel of the nativity, and on earth, peace to men of good will. Who are these men of good will, if not those whose wills are united to the infinitely good and perfect will of God? By uniting themselves to the divine will, the saints have enjoyed paradise by anticipation in this life. Accustoming themselves to receive all things from the hands of God, says St. Dorotheus, the men of old maintained continual serenity of soul. St. Mary Magdalena de Pazzi derived such consolation at hearing the words, Will of God, that she usually fell into an ecstasy of love. The instances of jangling irritation that are bound to arise will not fail to make surface impact on the senses. This, however, will be experienced only in the inferior part of the soul. In the superior part will reign peace and tranquility, as long as our will remains united with God. Our Lord assured his apostles, Your joy no man shall take from you. Your joy shall be full. He who unites his will to God experiences a full and lasting joy. Full because he has what he wants. Lasting because no one can take his joy from him, since no one can prevent what God wills from happening. The devout Father John Toller relates this personal experience. For years he had prayed to God to send him someone who would teach him the real spiritual life. One day at prayer, he 
he heard a voice saying, Go to such and such a church, and you will have the answer to your prayers. He went, and at the door of the church he found a beggar, barefooted and in rags. He greeted the mendicant, saying, Good day, my friend. Thank you, sir, for your kind wishes, but I do not recall ever having had a bad day. Then God has certainly given you a very happy life. That is very true, sir. I have never been unhappy. In saying this, I am not making any rash statement either. This is the reason. When I have nothing to eat, I give thanks to God. When it rains or snows, I bless God's providence. When someone insults me, drives me away, or otherwise mistreats me, I give glory to God. I said I've never had an unhappy day, and it's the truth, because I am accustomed to will unreservedly what God wills. Whatever happens to me, sweet or bitter, I gladly receive from His hands as what is best for me. Hence my unvarying happiness. Where did you find God? I found Him where I left creatures. Who are you, anyway? I am a king. And where is your kingdom? In my soul, where everything is in good order, where the passions obey reason, and reason obeys God. How have you come to such a state of perfection? By silence. I practice silence towards men while I cultivate the habit of speaking with God. Conversing with God is the way I found and maintain my peace of soul. Union with God brought this poor beggar to the very heights of perfection. In his poverty, he was richer than the mightiest monarch. In his sufferings, he was vastly happier than worldlings amid their worldly delights. Chapter 4 God Wills Are Good Oh, the supreme folly of those who resist the divine will. In God's providence, no one can escape hardship. A person who rails at God in adversity suffers without merit. Moreover, by his lack of resignation, he adds to his punishment in the next life and experiences greater disquietude of mind in this life. The screaming rage of the sick man in his pain, the whining complaints of the poor man in his destitution, what will they avail these people? except increase their unhappiness and bring them no relief. Little man, says St. Augustine, grow up. What are you seeking in your search for happiness? Seek the one good that embraces all others. Whom do you seek, friend, if you seek not God? Seek Him. Find Him. Cleave to Him. Find your will to His with bands of steel and you will live always at peace in this life and in the next. God wills only our good. He loves us more than anybody else can or does love us. His will is that no one should lose his soul, that everyone should save and sanctify his soul. This is the will of God, your sanctification. God has made the attainment of our happiness his glory. Since he is, by his nature, infinite goodness, and since, as St. Leo says, goodness is diffusive of itself, God has a supreme desire to make us shares of his goods and his happiness. If, then, he sends us suffering in this life, it is for our own good. All things work together unto good. Even chastisements come to us 
not to crush us, but to make us mend our ways and save our souls. Let us believe that these scourges of the Lord have happened for our amendment and not for our destruction. This has been taken from Uniformity with God's Will by St. Alphonsus de Liguori, translated by Father Thomas Tobin and published by Tan Books. For more information, contact Tan Books, Post Office Box 424, Rockford, Illinois, 61105. This has been Christian Classics with Teresa Hofer. Listen every Monday through Friday at this time as Teresa continues her great readings and selections from classic Christian literature right here on the Ave Maria Radio Network. News and talk for Catholic and other Christians. <laughs>